It's Monday. It's May 27th. And the word of the day is petrichor, which means the delightful aroma that frequently accompanies the first rain after a long period of warm, dry weather. Used in a sentence, petrichor is an amazing word. Sometimes it's not a joke. Sometimes this part is just good information for you. There you go. I see. I see. My sentence was, and all the dinosaurs wept when they learned that somebody wasted the cool-ass word petrichor on rain odor. Yeah, and I thought it was the name of a Shakespeare character in one of the ones I hadn't read, so, yeah. <laughs> we all learned it. Anyway, I'm no illusions. I'm Eli Bosnick. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On this week's episode, the Supreme Court rules that declaring yourself king is perfectly constitutional. <laughs> Fox News viewers everywhere wonder if agreeing with Mayor Pete made him gay. <laughs> and Ben Carson hears about REO's speed wagon right before his face explodes. Oh no. <laughs> but first, the rest of the intro music. Joining me for headlines tonight are fellow Skeptocrats, No Illusions, and Eli Bosnick. Gentlemen, uh, before we get started... How calm and stable would you say you are right now, just for the record? I'm, I'm pretty calm. And st I mean, like, w whatever is, like, one level down from treating a high-level government meeting like a Twitter spat, I'm that. I'm that. that okay, right there. Got it. <laughs> Interesting. I treat Twitter spats like high-government meetings, so I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't know where that Now, <laughs> yeah. I found hey. Catholic apologist Twitter today. It was... Don't. Don't. It was just bad. <laughs> Don't look in things. our lead story Thank tonight. You. I know it's on. a step up because because it was going to be it's it's better than him like fucking poking Nazis. Anyway, <laughs> in our lead story tonight, Trump's pretty sure that the big problem with Nixon's secret enemy list was the secrecy. So on Thursday, <laughs> Trump issued an executive order which allows Attorney Generalissimo William Barr to declassify any information that might make Trump look less guilty and ordered all intelligence <laughs> agencies to cooperate in the effort to obscure his criminality, which means that before that, before that executive order, at least one intelligence agency had balked at a request Barr made during this transparent effort to punish the intelligence apparatus for noticing the president was a fucking criminal. Yeah. So we can't obstruct the obstruction. The White House yeah. called obstruction no backsies. Cool. Cool. That's, that's what's happening I, in the world right now. I bet someone had to tell him that wasn't a thing. That Like no backsies was not a legal thing. Yes, it right? is. No backsies. Okay, but so no, that's nonsense what you're saying. <laughs> that's William Barr saying that. Yeah, you can't just yes, say that. No yeah, right, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. It was already... A flagrant abuse of the Justice Department's authority aimed at the president's enemies, led by a guy who publicly accused the intelligence agencies of spying on Trump's campaign, despite a wholesale lack of evidence and the unequivocal refutations of every single inquiry into that question by anyone. And it got worse. Right. So now Barr has the ability to reveal whatever secret information he wants as selectively as he wants, even over the objections of the people who are actually in charge of keeping those secrets. And and, and we've already seen how uh, willing Barr is to misrepresent shit and only reveal like the exonerating parts of the sentence. So there's no reasonable expectation that this power isn't going to be abused. Yeah, great. So first it was death to all modifiers with the redacted Mueller report. Now they're trying to get Trump exonerated with nothing but a an and the. What the fuck? <laughs> Our president and attorney general think Catch Twenty Two was a public policy textbook. That's what's happening. And then Insane. Hillary Clinton said, "I am a liar 
murderer. Uh, Mr. Barr, <laughs> we can literally hear the ellipses. You could hear oh. them. <laughs> Sound like a Ray Comfort interview. <laughs> no. I should note that there is a system in place that a president might use to look into an intelligence matter where legitimate abuses of power might have taken place. But that process would go through director of national intelligence, Daniel Coates, who has not shown himself willing to publicly sacrifice any iota of self-esteem that might be associated with him at the whims of the boss. So Trump sidestepped him and created an entirely new and unaccountable system where William Barr has carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants as long as it makes Trump look less like an incompetent Caligula. Uh, I want to make my horse a September. (laughs) 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 All right. Now, to nobody's surprise, of course, the intelligence agencies are livid over this order. And and to be fair, I mean, they're livid anytime they're held accountable for anything. But this time I'm with them. Right. They've expressed concerns that bars declassifications could reveal sources and methods, including sources deep within the Russian government. And again, they've cried wolf on that one. But they're usually not crying wolf. While there's a president who would give up an American asset in Putin's inner circle because Putin double dog dared him to this time. Yeah. And this is all because Trump is claiming that U.S. intelligence agencies were spying on his campaign. And yes, of fucking course they were. That's the job. (laughs) His campaign was full of Russian spies. A few of them are already (laughs) in jail. How is this complicated? That's the job. I I think I speak for all of us here at The Skeptocrat when I say we did. We did not see how relevant deflate gate would be to our political landscape when it happened. (laughs) We owe owe everyone there an apology. I I know nobody listening needs a reason to be terrified by this development. But if you want another one, I've got a great one for you. All these self-interested shenanigans that have Trump shredding any norms of classified intelligence have already caused allies to withhold intelligence that they would normally would share with us. Right. Like after Trump accidentally outed an Israeli operative by sharing classified information with Russia back in 2017, a lot of nations pulled back on what they were willing to tell us. And that was just because he was an idiot. That's before it was also (laughs) malicious. Right. Like at this point, any foreign intelligence agency sharing sensitive information they don't want Putin to have with us is just negligent. Yeah. Well, luckily for us, that microphone we disguised as a White House press briefing Hasn't been opened for 70 plus days. So let's see how President Trump and Tall Tyler are handling the new situation. When I think about you, I touch myself. Uh, Mr. President? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. It's executive time. You know, you know, you can't come in. I, I know, I know, sir, but it's time for your intelligence report. Uh, Tyler, I'm sorry. I'm on the first chorus. And I really got to get through I, this I, thing. I'm sorry. I mean, scene. it's time for your super secret Spidey briefing. Ooh, ooh, it is? Show them in. Yeah, okay. About the them uh, that you use. So uh, since the whole Israeli thing, uh, attendance has been a little sparse. Mm, what does that word mean? I, it means that just Russia sent someone. <laughs> Trust me, Tyler. I know everything a Russian spy knows. Sir, I mean, what? Show him in. Yes, I want that new information. Uh, Come on in. Thank you, comrade. Uh, Mr. Presidensky, I have a much important secret to share with you. Oh, you You do? do? Oh, yes. But uh, you must decide if Tyler is ready to hear this. Uh, Oh, you know what? Let me see that dossier. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I think he is. I think he's ready. Uh, yeah, what, what is it? 
we have just received word that the North Koreans are days away from launching Project uh, Updog. Updog? What's Updog? <laughs> Not much. What, what's up with you? You got it. You said it. So fun. High five. High yeah. five. Mr. High Presidentsky. Five. High five. My hands. Ow. It's very, it's very sticky. Okay. Uh, but, but seriously, uh, here's, here's some more con- confident. Churro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do, you have, do you have another? Nope. Okay. So anyway, we, uh, we have some more uh, confidential stuff from inside the DNC for you. Thanks, buddy. I needed that laugh today. <laughs> yeah. So good. Up dog. <laughs> <laughs> See ya, Tyler. <laughs> Up dog. See ya. Classic. I'm the president. And speaking of, oh my God, we're all going to die in a nuclear holocaust, let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsor this week, Policy Genius. No, you got to squirt your blood into the square. Well, hold it still. I am holding it still. Dizzy. Guys, what did we say about finger painting with Eli's blood? Well, okay, one... We said we would have a discussion about that. We, we haven't yet. And two, pin in it. Yeah, thank you. Pin two. Uh, this isn't that. We're, we're signing Eli up for life insurance. We're not doing finger painting. Isn't that kind of morbid? I mean, nobody likes to think about life insurance, but it's important to know that your loved ones will be taken care of when you're not around anymore. Side note: Do you know the second my dad died, I need it for the form, like the actual second. No, the second, day. really? I don't. That's a weird but, question. But Eli, if you want to get life insurance, why not use PolicyGenius.com? Hold on, what's PolicyGenius.com? Policy Genius is the easy way to shop for insurance online. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers to find your best price on life insurance, home insurance, auto insurance, and even disability insurance. Wow, that's a lot of insurance. Plus, once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork, all the red tape, no sales pressure, no hidden fees, just financial protection and peace of mind. So, I don't need to know when my mother first considered teaching as a career? Nope. Sure don't. So if you need hmm. life insurance, but you've been busy doing literally anything else, check out Policy Genius. It's the easy way to compare all the top insurers and find the best value for you. PolicyGenius.com. Nobody wants to shop for life insurance. That's why they made it easy. So this fecal sample... You can throw that away, I think. He missed so many times. I did. And we're back. And in, you should have voted for Hillary Clinton, so get ready to vote for Joe Biden news tonight. The Supreme (laughs) Court is gearing up to legally enshrine partisan gerrymandering this week. And it's literally the the worst possible thing that could happen to democracy. Well, maybe the worst thing left to happen to democracy. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah, and their reasoning at the Supreme Court was... Because I'm your father and I said so. That's yep. all. They, they didn't even yeah. explain it. Which, as we all know, that's code for you, a child, are 100% correct. But if someone says that out loud, I'll have to punch a child. So <laughs> I'm your father and I said so. Yeah. So let me back up for those of you who don't kind of know the score here. Uh, you know states? Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, you know elections? Yep. Awesome. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. 
Gerrymandering is the opposite of those things. <laughs> <laughs> it's using a literal supercomputer to group all of one kind of a political party in a state into the same MC Escher-esque district so that their votes don't count and democracy doesn't accidentally happen. That's what it's for. Yeah. Yeah, for a visual, just imagine if you let Benoit Mandelbrot draw your districts. <laughs> I like to think he's a listener and he like takes his earphones out now and he's like, I actually was very concerned with form. <laughs> <laughs> now, a few years ago, we should point out the courts ruled that you're actually not allowed to gerrymander people by race because not, not only was that a thing that was happening, that was a thing that was openly happening. Well, that was a bummer for the gerrymanderers. But luckily, it turns out that all the schmuschmer are Democrats because, you know, we think their lives matter. So over the last two years, Republican lawmakers and policy wonks have shifted to gerrymandering all the Democrats together, which is yeah. great because you don't have to redraw the maps. It's just the same. Yeah, yeah right. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, every Republican drawn state map was a bunch of circular white districts with a bubble porn Swiss cheese overlay that somehow covered every black person's house in the entire state, and that's it, and they had one district. And now it's pretty much exactly the same, except they crossed out colored and wrote Democrats, and Supreme Court was like, great, fixed it, perfect. Yeah. Last week. They said that last <laughs> week. Yes. That was on right. Friday. Yes. After narrowly rejecting redistricting along the lines of has good rhythm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so two states in which this was the most obvious were Michigan and Ohio. Well, earlier Jeez. in the year, the courts demanded those two states redraw their electoral maps so that they reflect the people that live in them. And this week, the Supreme Court blocked those rulings, meaning we are just... Days away from the Supreme Court of the United States officially ruling that cheating in elections while you're in power is totally okay, thus making power all the harder to take back through democracy. Hey, okay, Eli, let's not be alarmist. Days? They're not going to do this to the end of June. <laughs> all right, we've got, a, we've got a solid month on this. Plenty of time. For democracy. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy it while you still got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just quick thing, by the way. Um, you know who would have decided against gerrymandering? Who's that? Uh, Jill Stein and Merrick Garland. <laughs> Both of those people. <laughs> Voting is tricky. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One of them could one have of been those a Supreme been Court justice. Supreme Court justice. Yeah. Yeah. So with the court's failure to act as a court, what can you do if you live in a heavily gerrymandered state or area? One idea is you could register as a Republican. That's right. If you live in a black or I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you live in a Democratic Democrat, part of yep. anywhere, <laughs> you. you could thug. register as a Republican and fuck up their computer math. Because, you know, if enough people did that, the gerrymandering wouldn't work. And at this point, that seems like what you got to fucking do. F fun side benefit. If you did that, you could register as a Republican and then you could Jill Stein the fuck out of their primary elections for Republicans and then vote Democrat in the general. I feel like it's a win win for everybody. I'm not no. trying. Oh, 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 to... oh, oh no. OK. All right. You're going to you're going to fucking you're going to Jill Stein the party that already nominated Donald Trump. What would you do? <laughs> What would you, and also, by the way, you wouldn't be able to participate in the Democratic primary where you could do more than troll and you'd give more public funding to the RNC and fuck up the Democrats who are trying to figure out where they have to have rallies and run ads and stuff. So just don't 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 do that. That's a bad idea. Or 
Maybe you do. Two arguments. I would say it's a tie. That's, I don't think it's a tie. It's not a tie. Nope. You decide. All right. We I disagree decided. to disagree. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next up in headlines. Fox News can go fuck themselves. Yes, they can. Those they weren't can. the exact words from Liz Warren, but that's a really <laughs> close paraphrase. After Oceania's most fair and balanced news channel hosted town hall events for Bernie Sanders and Amy Klobuchar earlier this month, Liz Warren was invited to have one as well. And she responded with a series of tweets explaining that she shouldn't have to explain that she will not be helping out with Fox's hate for profit business model. And she closed it with the phrase, hard pass. <laughs> if, if you look really closely at those tweets and, uh, and you unfocus your vision a little bit, like it's one of those magic eye posters, you'll see that she also wrote, subtext, Fox News can go fuck themselves. Right in between she the lines, did. you'll see it there. It was the best. Fox News asked her out and she said, it's not me, it's you. It's definitely you. You're gross. Go ahead and enjoy Bernie's soft, wide dick. I'm not going to be doing that. For you. <laughs> oh, it was great. It was the it was the watching your crush turn down the jock that bullied you of politics. Yep. If that rejection <laughs> included the words "enjoy Bernie's soft, wide dick," which in <laughs> Noah's case it literally did, so I could see <laughs> Bernie was banging all the chicks in my high school. Yeah. I imagine it was wide. I don't know why, but I picture it very wide. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a girthy guy. Whatever. Yep. I like Bernie. We roll wide. What can I say? Do you? Is that okay? It's a. You think you're saying it's a Judaism thing? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Jews have wide penises. An, an, atheist, an atheist Jewish person thing. Okay. <laughs> Atheists have long penises. Jews have wide penises. <laughs> Got it. Got it. It all makes sense. So, during Liz Warren's amazing rejection thread, she made several excellent points about exactly how a responsible politician should handle Fox News. And. The answer is not at all, um, especially considering the way they've been hemorrhaging advertising money recently. It's terrifying that it took until 2019 for big companies to realize that white fear isn't a great brand to team up with, but that's what finally happened at least a little bit. Uh, Tucker Carlson's ad space, for example, shrunk all the way down to a Christian fundamentalist pillow company and like... Maybe an ironic ad for citation needed. I'm not sure, but he was not <laughs> doing well. But when Fox announced their town hall events with prominent Democrats, it helped appease a bunch of those bigger advertisers and bring back a bunch of lost revenue. I mean, it's not like Fox News was about to shut down, go out of business, but they were struggling with a major income stream. And so far, Liz Warren and Kamala Harris are the only serious Democratic candidates to act accordingly. And both of their poll numbers are growing recently, too, which is nice to okay. see. I like both of them. Yeah, yeah, me too. But just once, I'm going to need you, Heath, to talk about Liz Warren without using the words poll and growing in the same <laughs> sentence. Just once. No. So, <laughs> again, <laughs> polls growing. Liz Warren's response to Fox News was perfect. I think it was fantastic. But we actually got the opposite strategy from several other Democrats, like Klobuchar and Bernie. And uh, despite the obvious drawbacks highlighted by Warren, I don't think it was all bad. Um, the most notable example was Pete Buttigieg, who accepted the invite to do a town hall interview with Fox, and he crushed it. He was so good, I thought. He fielded a bunch of difficult questions extremely well. 
He got a series of big applause breaks, and he even closed it out with a standing ovation from the Fox News Live audience. It was pretty impressive. I, I definitely have reservations about Pete Buttigieg, and he's not part of my ideal ticket, but this seemed like somewhat of a win. First of all, it it's nice to see the market solution led to a tiny bit of good. It does that once in a while, I guess, with Fox News getting forced to spend an hour of their time on not bigot stuff, anything but that. Yeah, you know, broken clocks and all that. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Also, Trump got super jealous of Mayor Pete talking words good on his home turf channel. <laughs> yes, he, he did. And he whined about it on Twitter a bunch, <laughs> so that's always fun. But my favorite part was hearing the meltdowns we got the next day from all the Fox News primetime hosts who got roasted by Buttigieg during his town hall on their channel. I especially enjoyed the meltdown from Brian Kilmeade, who he tried to get a big rant going, but he confused himself with his own nonsense words like halfway through it. And uh -huh. so he just ends up blurting out. He's just like, nobody wants you here, oh, except whoever invited you to fuck. Okay, hold on. You're a coward for who's, who's afraid to show up in a hostile environment. What? Uh, just Okay, give me a second. I got this. I got. I'm terrified of Rachel Maddow. Damn it! Do over. Okay. <laughs> now, it's the again, best. I feel like we've been very clear about voting party in the general, but I cannot vote for someone named Pete. I stand strong on this, guys. I stand strong. What? I mean, well, his name's Peter. I am a phone. column of marble. Are you? Yes. This is. <laughs> this is your political opinion. Okay. So, um, <laughs> it, it looks like Warren and Harris are both firing up the base here and potentially getting more support from liberals who voted for Obama, but then maybe stayed home in 2016 or voted third party, read stayed at home in 2016. <laughs> um, and on the other hand, candidates like Bernie and Mayor Pete might be looking to reach some moderate conservatives who just can't stomach Donald Trump. And I'm guessing lots of those people are in key swing states. So there, I guess there's something to be said for that strategy, perhaps, but sadly, uh, Bernie and Mayor Pete are also helping Fox News make a bit more money along the way. So before we wrap it up on this story, I I'm curious what you guys think about the plus minus on all that. Should every Democrat do a full boycott on all Fox appearances like like Harris and uh, Warren? Or is it OK for some of them to find potential voters wherever they can, like maybe on a Fox News town hall? Well, I, I mean, if I think it matters if you're Liz Warren or Pete Buttigieg here, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, like it, Warren's not in any real danger of falling out of the news cycle. I think um, a, a lot of people haven't had a chance to see Mayor Pete strut his stuff yet. So I think it's more of a boost to his candidacy than it would have been to Warren's, and it's definitely more of a boost than turning them down would have been. You mm -hmm. know. Um, that being said, you know the idea that a gay pro-immigration liberal is going to peel off Fox viewers is folly. Right. I mean, it's it's, it's good because we're talking about it. Right. Because the New York Times and the, and the Washington Post are talking about it and saying, hey, he did a really good job. And maybe liberals will go watch it later. Uh, but the best he got out of the actual Fox News viewer was some Walmart scooter cart jockey pulling a broiled chicken leg out of her mouth long enough to tell her husband that them homos sure can't talk real thinky. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I echo a lot of <laughs> Noah's opinions. I, I think where we differ largely is um, that his name is Pete, guys. Pete? President Pete? I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> He's not my first choice. Can't I mean, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, you wouldn't vote Peter, for Peter He Parker. goes by Peter. He doesn't go by Pete. Well, if Peter Parker <laughs> Pete. went by Pete, I would root for Venom. 
and the Green Goblin. <laughs> and in the 90s, AIDS in a very, very bad series they did for a second. What? Where he got AIDS, yeah. All right, moving moving on. It's hot in my office. He got AIDS for unprotected <laughs> Before we sex. talk about Spider-Man Look getting AIDS, let's, <laughs> before we wind up on a tangent, let's... <gasps> I'll move on. I have a you story. Wanna, you want to name a serious political opinion here, though? You just—it's Pete, and that's it. End of oh, thought. That what? Well, yeah, I thought I would. Try, I didn't have any good thoughts. <laughs> Noah took them all, so I added some delightful <laughs> color commentary. I'm like, and in bill of goods news tonight, <laughs> I'm here for I'm you, jealous. Eli. I'm here for Thank you. Thank you. Treasury Secretary and man who appears on government aircraft more often than the words no step, Steve Mnuchin announced last week that women and minorities could go fuck themselves. White guys aren't done with the currency yet. Citing counterfeit concerns, Mnuchin announced on Wednesday that the planned switch to the Harriet Tubman $20 bill wouldn't take place in 2020 as planned, but would have to be delayed until 2028 because he's pretty sure that they have a solid nine years worth of counterfeit issues to work out here. I mean, I think I get it, though, because we tested this on a bunch of white people, and they could not tell the difference between the real Harriet oh, Tubman God. bills and a sketch of any other black person on a fake bill. <laughs> oh, no. And that's a security risk. So I guarantee you, you that's it. I have never no. been so sure of anything <laughs> in my life. I mean, we're it's... still we're changing the 10 and the 50 right away. So, yeah. What yeah. the fuck? No, the good. Yeah, the, the, well, because, yeah, who uses 20s anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, so the planned switch came from a 2016 effort to put a woman on U.S. currency that was, unfortunately, far more impassioned than the effort to put one in the fucking White House. Um, this led, among other things, to that memorable moment in the Republican primary debates where the candidates were asked what woman they thought most deserving to be on U.S. currency, and 30 of the 32 <laughs> of them had to sheepishly admit that they couldn't think of a single American woman in all of history other than their own mothers. <laughs> Ted Cruz couldn't even do that. Not American. No. <laughs> but yeah, 30 out of 32 were just like, uh, Lady Liberty Pass. <laughs> God. Remember those? The primaries? 2016? Yeah. Bygone days. Carly Fiorina killed her daughter. <laughs> <laughs> we were so young. But ultimately, she made this effort led to what looked like a success when the Secretary of the Treasury at the time, Jack Lew, announced a redesign of the $20 bill uh, in 2016 that would feature former slave and leader of the Underground Railroad, Harriet Tubman, on the front, uh, which would have the added benefit of removing a genocidal demon from our most used banknote. Now, originally, the rollout was slated for 2020 to coincide with the 100th anniversary of women's suffrage in America and... It's the it's the 20, 2020 for the 20, of course. Right. Um, but that meant that Jack Lew had to trust the next Treasury Secretary not to reverse the decision based on nothing but spite for women and black people, which seemed like a safe bet once in those bygone <laughs> days that yeah. Eli's talking about. Good times. Yeah. Plus, they found traces of crack cocaine on a few of those 20s, and that usually gets you eight more years than the powder comes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This isn't new. <laughs> Of course, now they're not full on admitting that this is a spite move, but they're being super careful to make it real obvious that it is. For his part, Mnuchin laughed off concerns that this would piss off almost everybody, explaining that he was sure the 19th Amendment would have another 100th anniversary soon, and <laughs> added, quote, 
Besides, if the American people didn't love me, they probably wouldn't have paid for my European honeymoon and my $27,000 trip to watch the eclipse, would they? End quote. (laughs) Tell you what, we'll put Jesus on the bill. Long hair, dark skin, Jesus. (laughs) It's a compromise. Not too dark. That's too dark. That's too dark. He's not dark. Fuck you. <laughs> He's Italian dark. Make him Italian dark and we can do it. Eh, no, no, still disagree. No. <laughs> None of that. God, he's such a thief. See, like my grandmother would look at this guy and be like, come on, what are you doing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and in cry, cry lady news tonight, deal maker and leader of the United Kingdom cried and quit her job this week <laughs> because... She's been unable to negotiate a way for England to take its ball and go home without losing its ball or having to go home. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, gee, they just can't find any way of leaving the European Union without it being a fucking disaster of historical proportions. I can't imagine why. (laughs) And in what may be the perfect summation of British politics, or fuck that, just politics in general since 2016, Paratrooper clown and bar mitzvah Donald Trump impersonator Boris Johnson <laughs> is the front runner to be the next prime minister. Winston Churchill and Boris fucking Johnson. Well, and Winston, Churchill, prime ministers of England. Pretty awful. Welcome to 2019, everybody. He looks like Gary Busey did not listen to Willy Wonka about that warning about that gum. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson or Winston Churchill? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, so imagine if we got rid of Trump and we replaced him with Mike Pence. Shit, they've got us coming and going here. God <laughs> damn it. We have to do something dumber than that. That's the thing is we want to still think of England as smart people, so we have to keep doing a dumber thing than what they did. I would love to have Boris Johnson as our oh, president. Right? right? Yeah. I'm being honest, though. President Johnson. Yes, please. Uh. So... I'd like Andrew Johnson to be president. (laughs) I'll take it, sure. (laughs) Strong on crime. So, (laughs) what does this mean? Well, it appears that the conservatives are going to continue to try to bang through even more desperate versions of Brexit. God damn it. Guys, take the fucking mulligan and vote again. What are you doing? You invented golf in Scotland. Everybody knows you're too hungover for the first swing in the morning to count. You get a breakfast ball. Come on. D up. Take the mulligan. Jesus. Too much ketchup at that omelet station. (laughs) Don't put ketchup on things. Now, on the bright side, uh, not related, but... Nigel Farage got trapped on his bus surrounded by people with milkshakes last week for like hours. <laughs> There's a silver lining is what I'm saying. You know, so if you're bummed that a clown from Telenova is about to be your PM, remember that Farage like reenacted the cabin scene for Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, <laughs> but with milkshakes <laughs> last week like for a while. Yeah. And now he's a super progressive liberal. So it all worked out. <laughs> All worked out. Not about him. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was delightful to watch that. But I don't think the milkshakes changed his mind. Anyway, finally tonight. You heard him. Get him, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) He's at every live show. (laughs) Moving on. Finally tonight. Um, Acronyms can be tricky. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're, they're difficult sometimes are they words are they letters are they both at the same time who the fuck knows make very, up your goddamn very mind. tricky 
And they're extra confusing if they're a specialized real estate term and you've only been the highest ranking federal government official in charge of that stuff for two and a half years. So I think it's important that we don't throw a bunch of ridicule at Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson for not knowing what REO stands for, even though it's a very basic term used all the time by people in that field. Uh, just for the record, it means real estate owned and refers to a property that failed to sell at a foreclosure auction, so it remains owned by a lender, like a bank. It's, it's not brain surgery, but it's a little <laughs> tricky for a real estate outsider, or REO, so I understand the confusion. We've 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 retired the it's not brain surgery but introduction to sentences actually Heath uh, this is why I mean okay the odds that he asked multiple people what a HUD was on his first day were already high but they are astronomically high now right I'm sorry are we in a jet of some kind at a point do I get a helmet to help me with my task you do get a helmet I think we should get him a helmet for sure that's a fact I have dementia. Oh, my God. He, uh, he's got something. Yeah, so just in case anyone missed it, here's how we all got our latest confirmation that Ben Carson is the dumbest, amazing, amazing brain surgeon in history, or something very close to that. He was being questioned by Representative Katie Porter at Katie a hearing Ports. last week for the House Financial Services Committee, and she asked him about the disparity in REO rates, which led to... Arguably the most entertaining and simultaneously tragic exchange in the history of Congress. Um, actually, Eli, can you help me out with the dialogue? I'll be Katie Porter and you'll be Ben Carson. You got it? You I'm always ready to do Ben Carson, yes. Fantastic. I was so hoping this would go the other way. All right. <laughs> at, at all times. <laughs> Let's all right. hear your K-ports, man. Let's hear your K-ports. All right, here we go. Here we go. So, Secretary Carson, do you know what an REO is? Uh... An Oreo? What? No, no, not an Oreo. An R-E-O. R-E-O. Real, real estate. Real estate. Yeah. What does the O stand for? Organization. Owned. Real estate owned. owned. You're in charge I of this. I made a birdhouse. Does that count? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I have Wait, to what? <laughs> Up until that birdhouse line, that was the actual transcript. Except, seriously, except I'm pretty sure what he actually said was real estate e organization. Yep. <laughs> Listen again, like wild e coyote. Now that may have been a verbal tick or something, but there is a non-zero chance that he thinks real estate is a a single word and b a dude whose middle initial is e. These are all possibilities. You can maybe he thought out. it was like an organization that was like real estatey ish. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was just work. I think he was like, I got this. Come on, Ben. Here's the gotcha questions. Real r estate. E. Did e. I say that out loud? Uh, <laughs> I need a teleprompter for these. <laughs> Shows him the acronym so he can get all the way through it. <laughs> He's got I got the first half of NASA. I just need a teleprompter for the last half. May I have it in a sentence, please? Nope, Ben. Not, not what we're doing, buddy. Country of origin? America. It's America. I bet I could spell it. I bet you couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, so he's an imbecile. Uh, I guess we already knew that after watching him try to explain how income taxes should be replaced by the bumper crop system of ancient Israel. 
when he was campaigning for president. So uh, I guess we shouldn't be surprised that his contribution to the hearing actually got even dumber after that. He managed to top the Oreo thing. A he did. He really did. A few minutes later, Representative Ayanna Presley asked Carson a yes or no question about the health risks of subpar housing. And he responded, yes or no to you. Can you ask me some questions yourself and stop reading this line of stuff? And th that's fucking stupid. So Presley reclaimed her time and asked him again for a real answer to her yes or no question. At which point Carson said, reclaiming my time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and then... And then that's just an Eli bit. That's not a real thing. No, it's a real thing now. It's a real thing in the war in the in Congress at it's a hearing. Written. It's burned into the digital record. It's, it's part of politics this forever. Is our reality now. My. Our reality is Eli bits in reality. <laughs> real. I reality. licked the time. You still want it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seriously happened. He said, "Okay, reclaiming my time." No backsies. <laughs> and then Presley had to explain to him, yes. no, you don't get to do that. Exact words. We're not doing a fucking tug of war for time that has a magical <laughs> phrase. You have to answer the question. This is a hearing. And that he did not do that. He did not no. answer the question. It was baffling. <laughs> oh, it's, I thought that was just sort of a sassy black thing. You let Maxine Waters do it. <laughs> Ben, Ben, Miss Waters is a congressperson, so... She is! I have been ordering my lunch with her for a month. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So, again, just, you know, big picture. I'd love for the cabinet official in charge of housing and urban development to know this one. Sure. <laughs> but it's pretty minor. Like, grand scheme of things, I guess that's minor. He could, like, he could know now. He could ask the question, what does that stand for? And he could know. That being said... Ben Carson thought he was being asked about Oreo goddamn cookies at a congressional <laughs> yes! hearing. What the fuck yes! did he think was happening there for that moment? That's insane. <laughs> All right, I'm intrigued. Where are we going? Yeah, right. Where are we going? He really thought that. <laughs> oh, you think you got me, but I have a recipe that's going to blow your socks off. <laughs> it's a chocolate cookie truffle. I don't want to give too much away. <laughs> and on that note... I think we're going to close it out. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Eli Bosnick. And thanks to all the listeners who liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like... Forgot to write the names down of everybody new who donated. I will add you to the next episode. My apologies. But I'm quite certain, whoever you are, your beautiful dicks and vaginas are impossible to say goodbye to. I, uh, I try to say goodbye and I choke. Try to walk away and I stumble. Though I try to hide it, it's clear. My world crumbles when you're not. Yes, around. thank you, Macy Eli. Gray. Absolutely, Macy Gray. Macy, my world Gray. indeed crumbles when oh. you are not here. Thank Took you. Took the money and ran. Good for her. <laughs> she was like, nope, 
Nailed it. Sit in a house with a boat. Bam. And my cool, weird voice. I wish she would come back and make another album. Anyway, nope. whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy, and you enjoyed Macy Gray, and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows. Or if you don't like Macy Gray, do all these things I'm about to say. Check out The Scathing Atheist, God Awful Movies, and Citation Needed. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He is the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with permission. You should definitely check them out using the links we'll provide or by Googling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Maisie Gray is a hidden treasure. <laughs> Thank you. She is. Oh. It is after 8 p.m. and it is 99 degrees where you no, are. No, it's it's probably by, it's probably down to 96 or something by now. Um, but yeah, the overnight lows uh, are are yeah, it's 94 right now. Oh, uh, okay. 94. That's Never, much more reasonable. Well, so, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Humidity's only at 36 percent though, so. At least there's that. James Inhofe's going to throw a Hadouken at you in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Ohio is 8.55 an hour minimum wage. Nice. <laughs> I love it. What, why even bother raising? 55. Right? <laughs> at some point it was 8.50 and somebody was like, all right, no, 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 no. The liberals complained. We'll give them 8.55. <laughs> um, the Georgia state minimum wage is 5.15. What? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. The, the national yep. one is 725. The, what so, happened? No, right, right, right. So like so the state is subjected to the federal law, but the state wants you to know good and damn well if it was up to them, you'd Mother only be getting 515. Fuck. I it looks like they are the second lowest. 515 in Wyoming is the only Yeah, they tied. Georgia and 515, Wyoming. 515 they tie for the No, Montana is $4 an hour. Montana has a $4 an hour minimum wage. Wait, so wait. <laughs> so employees co covered under the Federal Fair Labor Standards Act, what employees are not covered under the Federal Fair Labor Standards because if it's if it's called the Fair Labor Standards Act, it would have to cover all employees, I would think in order to it for it not to be I'm guessing something it. other than the Fair Labor Standards LGBT, Act. $4 an hour in Montana? <laughs> yeah, tip, yeah, right. workers aren't under Fair Wages Act, and farm workers and kids whose parents signed the permission slip. <laughs> I know that because I have magicians who are children, and so they... <laughs> because you have <laughs> child slave labor? It's in, weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's too long. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You should check out Podcast One. <laughs> That's excellent. It's <laughs> a deep cut. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.